the AFC South Future Bomb edition of Bottom Line Bombs. Auto Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, contests, Content and contests, including our NFL win total contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today, sportsgamepodcast.com backslash Patreon. Oh man, look at me. Box on box. Hilarious. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking for Parlay Player props. Peter Piper says go to parlayplay.io. Use promo code SGP for 100% deposit bonus today. Now with that, let's hit a theme song. Yes, I'm going to do a double theme song again. I love the double theme for some reason. Actually, because it gives me time to do the old quote tweet. Anyway, welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. That's right. It is Wednesday, August 9th, 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 o'clock Eastern. I hate. Sorry for your. This is your drive home to drive your podcast drive home. Why am I just saying really words? Uh, we had to push it. I had to push it back 2 o'clock. You used it at noon. Now we do one. Now we do 2 o'clock, but we're here because the boys had a special interview with, uh, well, I guess they can broadcast it. Randy Cross. It's very exciting. Um, and I, I came in, they were doing their team previews or two days. I was part of the Jacksonville Jaguar, uh, episode that went live. If you watched that and you came on in, I'm going to be doing all the AFC South Jacksonville Jaguar bombs. Um, so that'll be preview. I'm also going to give out, of course, a couple golf bombs. They're the FedEx playoffs start this week. Uh, I have to do that. Now I'm contractually obligated since I keep giving out massive winners. Since I had the 88 to one U.S. Open winner, 75 to one last week of Lucas Glover. A lot of people got that at 80 to one. Um, so I have to give that out. That's just a. That's right. Captain Insano. Double dipping. Um, yeah, been hot. The bombs have been pretty hot. We chopped last week. So I gave a couple of early, uh, lower ones. We we uh, we lost Jamaica. Our reggae girls went down to Columbia, but they hit the under. one nothing. I'm going to miss betting those Jamaica unders. Here are the bombs. So we chopped that. We hit the under, but we lost Jamaica. Uh, we won the Mets over the Browns, over the Browns, over the Cubs. <laughs> Something just didn't smell right. So we took the Mets and we got it. So we got there. Let's move those bombs. We won't get too into baseball. Like I said, on today's show on the bottom line bombs, um, we will talk NFL preseason football, give out a couple bombs for those games tomorrow. Talk about Hard Knocks. First episode came out last night. And then I'll break down the AFC South and give out some good future bets I have on the AFC South. I'm going to wind up doing all the divisions. From here on in, I'll do a nice divisional preview until until uh, September, rest of August. We'll do that. And, of course, some FedEx St. Jude's playoff bombs. Just so you guys can get another, you know, three-digit winner or something. A 50 to 1. Maybe I'll do a small one. Who knows? I haven't really decided yet. Then, of course, a man-in-a-box segment at the end about a lot of couple things. Um, but, yeah, as far as general stories, not too much really going on besides all that. Um. Baseball, there's the Kevin Brown story. That's kind of a weird thing. The Orioles announcer, who looks like he's 12 years old, he got uh, he got suspended by Baltimore because of Angelo, the owner Angelos, who's a fuck, who's the worst. Um, he got suspended. He got suspended for something. It was so weird. It was, it was such a weird story. 
Like Kevin Brown, announcer for Orioles, gets suspended. Here's what he here's what he said on the air. So I'm waiting for him to, you know, curse, say it a, a, a homophobic slur, a racial slur, something. Something that's worth cancelable for. And it was it was nothing. What a jip for him. Jip, jip, jip something you get canceled for. You can't even say that. You can't even say that. You can't even make fun of an entire group of people. <laughs> um but yeah, so he just announced, and all he did was talk about how the uh, Orioles normally don't play well in Tennessee. With Tennessee, Tampa Bay. What am I? Jesus, I'm all over the place. I'm already thinking of that AFC South. JC from KC. Welcome to C Generous. I'll give you a bomb sound effect. Um, so he's like, yeah, and we usually play the bad Tampa Bay, but now we're playing good because now we're Baltimore. And now Baltimore's having a good season. And uh, they had some graphics that the Pete, that the. Uh, PR team came up with the Orioles came up with a graphic and this owner, Angelo, just sits back there like this typical rich billionaire. No, I don't like them talking negative. And he suspends him. What? What a piece of shit. And now everyone's around. It's so weird. Everyone's rallying around because you don't fuck media protects the media. So you don't fuck with the media. So now, now all the announcers are calling this guy an idiot. And the, the fans are chanting free Kevin Brown. You ever see that clip of Angelos when he, uh, when a guy asked him a question about their team ownership or whatever, and it was on Martin Luther King Day, and he went on this five-minute diatribe about, how dare you ask me on Martin Luther King Day? This is not appropriate. I'm on white billionaires talking about Martin Luther King. I believe it was Martin Luther King who said, uh, Mr. President... Happy birthday. Or that was Marilyn Monroe. One of them, you know, one of those meme quotes said something, but how dare you ask me anything on my birthday on Martin Luther King's birthday, um, which was so whatever disingenuous. Anyway, that's fun. That's a fun story. Um, but we have so much to get into today. So now everyone's rooting against Baltimore for that. Just because you know, I like when people root against the owner. That's why every baseball movie and sports movie, that plot's always the same. It's always the owner hates the team for some reason. And the team rallies against their owner or the fans rally against it. It's always just against the owner. They make great enemies because they are. They're, they're so fucking out of touch. They, 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 you know, they're so out of touch. They're not around people. What was the last time this has been around a human being, like at a grocery store or even a bar or anything? They, 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 have ne they haven't seen people in 50 years. That's why when I just got this TV, oh, what this guy's talking about? Who is this? I'm sure he didn't even know who the fuck his announcer was. Anyway, a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to get into baseball. But, I mean, I look. I'm fine with baseball, but we have so much to talk about today on the show. Welcome, CJs, Captain Insano, and JC from KC, and everyone else joining in on YouTube as we're just starting away. Like I said, an hour back because I had to do the NFL team previews, and I also had to do, um, we had to let room for the boys to get a big interview with Randy Cross. So that, stay tuned for that. But now, on today's show, let me, real quick. Like I said, AFC South preview, hard knocks, preseason football, and a few golf bombs, bombs and a man in a box. So let's just get this going. Uh, but first, let me tell you about the Sports Gaming Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive content contests, including the NFL win total contest with a $1,000 first place prize. I'm going to give you four uh, inside boots to that. Um. Besides season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the Patreons. Plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast, completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. I heard there's a Lenny Dykstra story in that Patreon thing that you got to hear. I also have a Dykstra story. If you, if you grew up on anywhere near where Lenny Dykstra played, you have a Lenny Dykstra story. I'll just say that. There's even a Discord channel just for the patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. SportsGamblingPodcast.com backslash Patreon. That's... SportsGamblingPodcast.com backslash Patreon. And we are back in the bottom line bombs. Um, what are the Ferraris? <laughs> Got the soundboard. It looks like they added a few soundboard things. That's pretty great. Um, I got to get a sprinkler thing going. 
That's why I need sound bites for Hard Knocks. Let's get into let's get into Hard Knocks last night. If you didn't see that, Hard Knocks debuted last night. Uh, first episode. I always love Hard Knocks. NFL films is great. I love the results that come, especially they're talking about gambling. Usually, they hype every team that plays on Hard Knocks looks incredible, so they get kind of hyped up. So they're great fade material early on. Because you watch like, God, these guys are incredible. The I would put, I mean, it because it does. It looks amazing. The summer, the training camps, the the sunrise and the sprinklers going across in the middle. Like I, I would put a win total at four and a half on those sprinklers, and I would bet the over, I would just bet over on sprinklers to win. That's how good it looks. So this was the Jets one. There was much ballyhooed how the Jets didn't want to do it. It got forced down our throats, Aaron Rodgers said. It. This hard knocks got forced down our throats. Kind of like you, Aaron Rodgers. Kind of like everything you do is forced down our fucking throats. Deal with it. You don't get to, you don't get to go in your darkness retreat and not go on this HBO show. So then they said this is going to be a different hard knocks. It's not going to be as revealing. And they showed last night, it's the exact same thing. The exact same show, which is great. Those players, they want to be on TV. There's no distract distraction. Shut up. They love it. The coaches love it. But then they're saying, well, we're not going to allow uh, the players being cut to be shown because we think that's cruel. Yeah, Go to hell, Jets. You better show players getting cut. That's what we tune in for. Grab your iPads and cut them. Well, if, it's, if it's so cruel, then keep them. It's like the immigration thing. Well, fine, we'll ship them to you. <laughs> they already set it up the, 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 the entire episode was basically Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers, a little bit of Sauce Gardner, a little bit of Garrett Wilson And a lot of Leif Schreiber And some Colin Coward for some reason um, But they did do their thing they, they, set, they set up characters for future episodes And one guy is Chaz Surratt Used to be a quarterback Coach loves him, Robert Sully loves him He's my guy, got an interception that, that, you know, he's definitely getting cut. Anyone who they say is their guy, coach's guy, fighting for a battle, he will get cut. And I can't wait. It's going to be great TV. Anyway. So Aaron Rodgers, it was, it was bizarre. Aaron Rodgers seemed like a human being and likable. And that's what the, I mean, that's what editing does. And that's what editing control does for you. The preseason game, he put the headphones, headset on, and he's like coaching, and he, he looked like he cared about football. I'm like, wow, I, I didn't know he cared. He usually doesn't. It does seem fake, though, the whole fucking thing with the Jets. And then they show, like, all the players are so excited for, like, oh my God, we have a great, all the coaches, the coaches are like little kids. The coaches are so dumb. That's what I do, like, about Hard Dogs, how meathead these coaches are. Um, the defense going, no one else on the planet can make this throw. All right. Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes can make the throw. But anyway, that's not the point. You're right. He is a great quarterback. But it's so funny how they talk about, like, oh, this is the best. We finally got a quarterback. This is so much different and better than last year. And then they and then they cut to uh, Zach Wilson, who was the quarterback last year. And the reason why they wanted Aaron Rodgers and needed him uh, <laughs> is still there. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry, Zach. Were you were you here the whole time? We were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Hey, yo, that's this is awkward. Um, yeah. Anyway, why don't you uh, why don't you go listen to Aaron? See if he has something important to say. Maybe you can learn something on your way out the door because we need to get you the fuck out of here. If you're not gonna bring your mom's friends around, there's no point of you being here. So it's all Aaron Rodgers. Everything he seemed to fake about. Although the, the, the fun part was how he loves Leave Schreiber. That's what he said. What do, you, what do you, The only thing I like about Hard Knocks is the narrator, the voice of God, which is John Facenda, by the way, Aaron Rodgers. Leave Schreiber's right Donovan. Get it straight. John Facenda's the voice of God. He's the one who would drink scotch in the booth and smoke a cigarette. Ray Donovan, who I love. Nothing wrong with Ray Donovan. But show some respect there. He was yelling at other coaches and players for not meeting leave. Um, like I said, the coaches are the coaches are corny. 
Robert Sally. Robert Sally is such a fucking just dad. Yeah, fuck the meathead coach. The whole Nathaniel Hackett thing when he was just like, if you ain't you ain't got any haters, you ain't popping. What the huh? Fuck kids. He starts off with a f- such a cliche National Geographic story. He doesn't even tell it right, and like the player's like, "What?" Okay, so I was watching the thing, and uh, uh, you know the only bird that will attack an eagle? It's a crow. What? What are you talking about? Show the video. Yeah, crows will attack an eagle, and an eagle, instead of plucking it and fighting, because it can, instead of doing that, uh, it'll fly high, then the crow will suffocate and die. We got to be one of those. I'm not sure which one we are in that metaphor, but... um. Wait, so are we playing the Eagles this week? What, what are you trying to say, Coach? Uh, I'm trying to say that animals are like, uh, I think they're endangered. Um, so maybe we're Rogers in danger. I'm not really sure. I don't know. I just told that I was supposed to do animal comparisons, and you guys react to that. Because you guys don't know much about history and things like that, So we, but you guys relate to animals. <laughs> I get what he was trying to say, but I don't think he. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't believe he understood the metaphor he was saying. That's why you lift another weight? You move on. You do. Anyway, there's got to be some animal noises in there. I can f- toss around. So it's it's uh, it's tilting. What listening, watching the viewers come in and then leave. <laughs> That's a cocaine bear. All right, men. Remember, a crow will attack an eagle, but a bear will attack a bag of cocaine if it's lying around. So we got to be that bag of cocaine where we tempt the bear out of its cave. When we, this, is, this is better for when we play the bears, okay? The lions, I'm not sure. So I think we might be fucked with the lions because they uh, they rule the kingdom. I didn't get to that chapter yet. This is all Dave Yarbrough coaching. And then we're the Jets, and we fly through uh, the towers. Is there any twin towers we play this year? Because we're good. Jets are good at beating those. Okay, coach, you know what? Maybe enough of the metaphors. Oh, HBO gave you a full script. The Nathaniel Hackett thing, they had to bring that up. They love talking about it's so weird how they talk about how much, I mean, that Rogers' whole relationship with him, how much they, they love him. And then he just he just tells corny jokes. I know you're still here, Casey. I'm just joking around. I love all our listeners. It's just funny, but people pop in and pop out. Um, Nathaniel Hackett loves Goldmember from Austin Powers, which, by the way, Mike Myers stole from an HBO Real Sex episode. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, what I didn't like, actually, there's a lot of Colin Coward in that uh, in that episode last night because they love cutting to which I get, you know, the national media talking about the hype train with the Jets. So they just but they cut to the ones they have rights to like Fox. So it's Colin Coward and Nick Wright and Colin Coward is so forced and ridiculous. How about him yesterday? He got in trouble yesterday for saying <laughs> Speaking of Colin Coward, like I said, I don't like I don't need I don't like to waste my time talking about other sports to figure was in the media because it obviously comes across as jealousy and shit like that. That's, that's the only way it can come across. Even though, let's face it, I'm I'm better than than these people. Um, I mean that's just a fact. But anyway, <laughs> Colin Coward had a, a list on his thing of quarterbacks that can't win the Super Bowl, and he said Dwayne Haskins, who's dead, by the way. If you didn't know, Dwayne Haskins died uh, drunk and walking in traffic. And he's and uh, coward brings him up as a quarterback who can't win the Super Bowl. What, what the fuck are you doing? He had a weird list of quarterbacks drafted in 20 since 2013. I can't win. And he said, can and said, can win the Super Bowl. So he saw that mistake and he goes, oh, that's supposed to say can't win the Super Bowl. That's a mistake up there. Yeah, also a mistake, Colin, is mentioning someone who's dead and rubbing it in that he's a bust in football. Boy, the worst part about him dying at a young age was that he couldn't live out to be the bust that I thought he was going to be in football, too. 
Anyway, so there's gonna be a lot of more Colin Coward on Hard Knocks. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, so we get into some. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna watch every episode as I as as one does. And then there's uh, leads the preseason quarterback. So I want to get into some preseason bomb. Let's see what other. There's nothing else I really want to talk about for the Hard Knocks. Don't want to. Uh, don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. But let's get into, uh, yeah, a couple preseason bombs. Since I'm talking NFL, I don't mind betting preseason football. People like to say, oh, if you bet in pre, if you bet preseason, then you got a problem. Yeah, no shit. Well, first of all, I have a problem. I don't know if you know that. I host a gambling comedy show here on this on this thing called the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And if you're listening, you also have a problem. But also, like I say, not all problems need solved. So. Let's get some money. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, so it's preseason football. And actually, I, I there's an argument to be made that there's more of uh, an opportunity to win in preseason football. Once it gets past like week three in the NFL regular season, those lines are impossible to fucking break. I mean, we're going to try to do it. Every week, week in, week here on the bottom line bombs from your man in the box. Um, but the preseason football, you don't know the motivation. You don't know who, you know, how long they're going to say. That Jets Browns game was a perfect example. Jets were up like 17, nothing. They wound up losing 21, 17 or whatever it was, you know, up early. And then, uh, then you got some guys who bag groceries. That's always the line. People love that's what sports writers always go with the line with with of guys who will be bagging groceries in a month. Which isn't even a job anymore. Ever since Kurt Warner made that thing come true, grocery bagging is their go-to line for what you do if you can't play football. Grocery bagging still a, a thing. I, I have a thing in the grocery store. I go to a Ralph's here in Los Angeles, California. And uh the 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 grocery baggers is like Four, you know, a couple of them, they go up and down the line. They seem to always be able to walk away when I'm up. When my groceries come up, all of a sudden they're on a break. All right. And I don't think it's a coincidence. What do you think? My groceries are just to be heavier because I'm bringing in the, I'm buying cans of Hawaiian punch or something. Where are you going, Johnny? Get back here. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but there are, there are angles in preseason football. One is coaches. Some coaches care about a winning. Some don't Baltimore famously Harbaugh has won like 23 straight preseason games. Something crazy. New England who plays Houston tomorrow. Lines three and a half. Houston's favored by three and a half and 38 and a half. See, that's a perfect opportunity. I'm not going to do it with the side. Although if there was a side, you would take Houston because no Belichick doesn't care. And DeMarco Ryan's a new coach. Or, is that who Houston's coach is? I should know that since I'm doing a AFC South preview on this episode. <laughs> yeah, DeMarco Ryan's that coach. Uh, sometimes there's new coaches that like to install a dumb culture of winning. You know, well, we got to install winning in the preseason. So that's three and a half. The, line, the total, what is the total for that one? Let me take a look. It is 38 and a half, which is a lot. The other game tomorrow is Minnesota-Seattle. That line's huge. That's four and a half and 35. Now, here's my angle I wanted to tell you guys for um, preseason betting, which is what I'm going to do blind. I'm going to basically do blind. Thirty-seven is the key number, the total number for preseason games. Now, most preseason games, or regular season games, are over unders are high forties, mid forties, fifty some. Thirty-seven is a standard for preseason. If the total of a preseason game is thirty-seven or higher, let's see. Hold on, let me get a stat for you. I have a stat for this. I actually brought gambling stats. Can you believe that? Okay, if it's thirty-seven or higher, the games go under. At a 57% clip. That's pretty amazing. If the totals are less than 37, they go over by 58.4%. So, with that basis alone, I'm going to give out two quick bombs. 
Houston, New England, the line's 38 and a half. We're going to go under, under 38 and a half. Bomb it. Minnesota, Seattle, the over under is 35. We're going to go over. Bomb it and just play the numbers. This is a fun way to bet preseason. You just play the numbers. You don't think about it. And because uh, sides can drive you crazy. Uh, 37 is a Mendoza line. Captain Sano says the Ravens play Eagles, Washington, and the Bucks in the preseason. 3-0. and I mean, I that's what they do. How about Washington? Holy Lord. Ron Rivera. Let's rush. I, I added more to, even though he's the favorite, first coach to get fired, Ron Rivera. He's just an old, grumpy man. He's hilarious. Well, I mean, last year, he didn't even know his team was eliminated from the playoffs. He had to be told that by reporters. He loves selling out Carson Wentz. You have to real. And now there's reports that Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator they got from Kansas City, guy who's been passed over for a coach forever, yells at his players too much. They're too there. He's too mean. And the players complained to the reporters, so they brought it up. Hey, Ron. Thinking they're going to get a juicy quote from Rivera saying, fuck these pussies. Listen to the enemy. But no, he defended the players, basically. He's like, yeah, it seems to be a problem. He starts, ah, they don't like his style. We'll see how it happens. We'll see. You're the goddamn coach, Rivera. Nip this in the bud. I usually don't like the secrecy of, you know, the thin, the thin, uh, thin blue line of the NFL, but like, good Lord. Are you selling the enemy out like that? Maybe, God forbid, you do get yelled, yelled some, yelled something, yelled at a little bit. You guys are terrible. What if the enemy is just a psycho, mean fucking asshole, just screams all the time, and that's the reason why he never got hired as a head coach? Like job interviews, just can't help himself from fucking yelling. Too intense, I know. Reminds me of the old, the old joke I heard in Dr. Katz. Guy goes, psychiatrist says, uh, I have a dream. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a TP. I'm a wigwam. I'm a TP. I'm a wigwam. Doctor says you're too tense. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Label is too intense. And Ron Rivera, um, amazing how Ron Rivera let that out to the press. And now that's a storyline. How not only the players are soft, but the enemy is too intense. Rivera was just like, yeah, you know, not everyone likes their boss. Everyone hates their boss. And that's not me. I'm the good guy. He, did, he loves pawning off blame. Now he might get fired. He might get fired before October. Ron Rivera. That's what I'm. It's only six to one. He's the favorite, but I, I mean, I don't, I cannot see how Ron Rivera continues on as head coach of his team. He might not even make it a week one the way, the way he's running camp. Make the enemy to coach. Yo, you want to see intense? You got me now, motherfuckers. God, that would be so amazing. Anyway. All right. Like I said, those are the two preseason bombs I gave out, two totals. When I come back, we're going to do the AFC South preview. And then I'm going to give out some golf bombs for the FedEx St. Jude's just because I'm so hot with that. Giving out a 75 to 1 winner last week. You, you see generates get two. Get it too good for me sometimes. And it's all free. It's unbelievable. But let me tell you about Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a great way to get down on your favorite parlayed player props. Football season's right around the corner, and Parlay Play will have all your favorite props. Parlay Play is available in a ton of states, including California and Texas. Plus, our good friends up north, Parlay Play is available in a bunch of provinces in Canada. Why are there so many P's in this ad read? Peter Piper said, pick a parlay. Go to the province of Penosha. And when you sign up with our code, you get a sweet bonus to get started. A parlay play that I like. I'll give you one uh, parlay. Parlay tomorrow's uh, totals. That's a parlay play I like. Under 38 and a half, Houston, New England. Over 35, Minnesota, Seattle. Parlay them. Head over to parlayplay.io. Use promo code SGP for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's parlayplayio.com. Promo SGP. And we're back here on the bottom line bombs. I'm CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. Yes, sir. I want to thank everyone here who is watching live on YouTube. 
including Captain Insano, JC from KC, and everyone. Make sure you hit the like button. Get those algorithms pumped up. And let's get into the AFC South. You got to hit the likes. That's, what, that's, what, that's how the only thing that works for me. So we're going to do AFC South Divisional Preview. It only took me halfway through the show to get to it. I made the thumbnail for it. Um, it starts off with, so it's a, it's a, it's kind of a weak division. We have Jacksonville. Houston, Tennessee, and Indianapolis. Jacksonville is a favorite at minus 165, which is the same odds Kansas City are to win their division. Now, normally I don't like laying minus um, money for anything. Um, <laughs> but in this case, it kind of... Kind of makes sense because the rest of the division is so bad. I usually look for plus money anywhere. I would rather play Jacksonville to win this division than I would Kansas City to win their division. And I say this because the AFC South, you have Jacksonville. Now, granted, you have Trevor Lawrence here. You have Doug Peterson. I was on them last year. And they got hot. They made the playoffs. Kind of got lucky to beat Tennessee in that last game with uh, who's Josh Dobbs, the fucking quarterback back then? Those NASA guy. And then they got, obviously, then they were down by 50 to, to the Chargers in a playoff game or something. Lawrence threw like seven interceptions in the first quarter, and they came back and won. And then they gave Kansas City a nice run for their money. So, regression, their over-under is nine and a half wins, and it's juiced up to minus 145. I just did a Jack Jaguar show with the boys on the main network. They all love the under. I'm on the over. And it's mainly because this division's so bad. I have a couple Jaguar plays I like. First of all, let me just talk about the rest of the division. They all are set up for 2024. None of them want to play this year, except for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Vrabel, of course, he'll want to do something, but, you know, Vrabel's, Vrabel's just one of those penarasses. He, he, like he doesn't like to quit for the good of the team, you know? Always has to compete. But the three of them have cap space for next year. Tennessee will have $93 million as soon as they clear uh, Tannehill's garbage $36 million. The Colts will have $78 million for 2024, and Houston will have $101 million. So two of them have rookie quarterbacks. The, rest, the other one has Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I don't understand. I don't see how you can play anyone else but Jacksonville to win this division. Shad Condorona, he's a shiesty guy. That mustache, he's got one of those old curly mustaches where you like tie a woman up in the railroad tracks. Like he's a bandit. Of the fascination with England, they're playing back-to-back -back games in England this year. That's a bit weird. Um, they added Calvin Ridley, the degenerate special. You got a degenerate. That's Calvin Ridley, who uh, hasn't played in two years. Last year, he was uh, suspended for gambling. And the year before that, he was sad or something like that. Something happened. No, I'm just kidding. He had mental health. He went through depression, so he took some mental health off. And then he got suspended for gambling, for doing parlay. That's, that's when you know he actually was depressed. Because he was doing five-team parlays involving the Falcons. So something's wrong there. So get your mental health right, Calvin. And Calvin Ridley's back. And now he's back and he wants to get his name right. So he's playing for his name. So you add him to Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram. And you got Trevor Lawrence on his third year with Doug Peterson. They've got the Urban Meyer ship behind that sociopath Urban Meyer. I like this Jaguar team. Kevin Maxson. Associate strength coach came out as gay in the offseason. The first coach in professional sports come out as gay. Well, first male coach, I should say. Women coach come out all the time and no one cares. It's so weird. They discredit lesbians all the time when it comes to women's sports and shit like that. Or whatever. Yeah, you don't count. Anyway, Kevin Maxson, associate strength coach, came out as gay. Um, 
I only bring it up because it's funny because I was looking up Jacksonville Jaguar stuff for the other show and that article came up and then I read it and then I'm like, ah, I might as well read the comments. Cause you read an article like that, like go to the comments. You'll find out. I like to get the pulse of what people think of the comments. <laughs> and it's always the same shit when someone comes out as gay or why is this even news? This shouldn't be news. I hope there's a day where this isn't a story. And then the next three comments are flagged for content. Oh, <laughs> uh, this has been flagged inappropriate. This kind of flagged inappropriate, flagged inappropriate. Well, which is it? That, that, that dances right up. That, that's why this is news. Anyway, good for him. Uh, their defense is good. Jacksonville's defense or D, I mean, secondary wasn't good, but they still have Tyson Campbell back there. But they have a lot of pass rushers, a lot of speed, a lot of freak linebackers. They have Devin Lloyd, a linebacker, who's a first-round pick. Foyside Lukian, he's just got some speed. Uh, Josh Allen, great linebacker, elite athlete. And then they have Trayvon Walker, who was the number one pick overall, who had a bad year. And this is what I gave out. This is, the, this is for you guys, the gens. I think he has a bounce-back year. This is coming in the second season. Pass rush specialist, a lot of sacks for a team that throws the ball versus terrible teams. Defensive player of the year, Trayvon Walker is 80 to 1. Go ahead and sprinkle a little bomb on that. So just looking at the other division, you got Indianapolis real quick. They have, you know, Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew as the two quarterbacks. Good, good. I like I love Minshew, but come on. Houston's got CJ Stroud and David Mills, Case Keenum. Tennessee, they got a bad O line. They got the one guy, the guy suspended for gambling. They had a lot of tackle suspended for gambling. No one knows the fucking gambling rules. Was it Sean Payton or someone? Someone trying to explain to him, like, listen, guys, just think of the gun. If you don't know if you should gamble, think of the gun rules. Okay. Are you allowed to bring a gun there? No, then you probably can't gamble there. Can you bring a gun on a plane? No, then you can't put a teaser in on the plane. Can you bring a gun to check in at a hotel? No. Well, now don't put in a fucking parlay at the hotel. Very simple. Oh boy, here's a fun here's a fun prop bet I do. Jacksonville Jaguars to start out five and up, twelve to one. I'm gonna bomb that. They start off with the Colts. That's a win. Then they got KC at home week two, and that's when you want to get KC early on. The Chiefs don't know that hot weather down there, and then you got Houston, Atlanta. Atlanta's in London, and they got Buffalo again. But they got Buffalo in London when they're already going to be there for two weeks. So I don't see how this doesn't hit. Bomb that. 5-0, and oh, starting 12. Let's get to the rest of the division real quick. All right, so Tennessee, they fired their GM, John Robinson. They got Rand, Rand Carthon from the 49ers. Uh, that was an hilarious firing, firing of the general manager because they're just humiliated for that A.J. Brown deal. But it's something the owner made him do. He's like, I did what you told me to do. I know, but... It looks bad, and uh, I'm not going to take the blame, so you're fired. And they've been trying to recover from that A.J. Titans have been trying to recover from the Titans from that A.J. Brown debacle. They drafted Traylon Burks, who I do like, by the way. I'm going to give out a prop on Traylon Burks. They brought in DeAndre Hopkins, which, I mean, I root for, I root for DeAndre Hopkins. I love Nuck, but. He's a different comeback from a couple of years. Like he hasn't he hasn't played in a couple of years, but he had ACL injury. And he was rehabbing from that, so he's he, and he's like at thirty. He's getting on the wrong side now. Calvin Ridley's been two years off of those for uh, depression and parlays. You know, not as bad. I'd rather have that because football is like the Benjamin Buttons. The less you play, the more valuable you are because you don't take any punishment. <laughs> so. The Titans always have a good defense with Vrabel, but they did lose their uh, second leading tackler and linebacker David Long, and they and they've they've pissed off Kevin Byard. See, I think these Titans, the, the players might have a mutiny this year. Kevin Byard's on a contract situation. Their offense is slow, and if something happens to Ryan Tannehill, God forbid, 
Now you got a battle between Malik Willis and Will Levis, and they're both horrible. Even though Malik Willis came from the, the great school of Liberty. Um, <laughs> so I actually kind of like, there's a chance. I think Tennessee comes in fourth place in this division. If things go well, and there's a chance they win the division. Um, there's not people are high on Tennessee for value wise. Their over under is what is their over under? Was it seven and a half? I want to say, I like the under. Let me take a look. Let me take, let me take a look. If there's any, uh, NFL team wins AFC South. I should pull that up. Oh, exact wins. I don't want the. Yeah, let's see. Tennessee. Five, six wins are plus 550. Seven wins plus 550. Eight wins plus 600. So that's if you want to bet exact. I want to do just over and under. Let me just get it out. Um, Regular season was here. We go. Sorry, sorry about that. Let me. Yeah, seven and a half is their total. I like the under there, minus one twenty. I'm gonna bomb that. Um, but I do like Traylon Burks for fantasy. You get yourself a trail. He came on. He was a bit of. He started off real slow, but he started coming on toward the end. Then he got hurt. But he looks and apparently he was out of shape in camp last year. Now he's focused. All all the all that shit you want to hear. But his numbers are kind of low. Four touchdowns, fifty-five and a half catches, seven hundred seventy-seven and a half yards receiving. I think DeAndre Hopkins. I think DeAndre Hopkins will only help him. He'll garner attention. But Burks is your uh, younger, better stud. So bomb all trail on Burks overs. Now we move on to the Indianapolis Colts who was an absolute, as Matt Ryan said, shit show last year with Jeff Saturday, and they were a debacle. Offense, they were 30th in average points per game. Defense, 28th in points allowed. Uh, That's not good. They bring in the new uh, Eagles offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, to be their quarterback, to be their coach, and they got Anthony Richardson, who I like, freak athlete from Florida, and Steichen will... I think Steichen will be good for Richardson, much like he was for Jalen Hurts. He'll set up a system for him, but it's not going to be this year. Like I said, all these other AFC South teams, they're they're set up for next year, 2024. That's why I love – actually, I mean, the more I think about it, I love the Jaguars win this division, even if it is minus 155, 160. Uh, the defense in Indianapolis, they have the same staff, same same philosophy, same players. Good for you. Uh, they can get some sacks. They were forty. They forward forty-five last year, which was tenth in the league for without blitzing. That's good. Um, they gave up a lot of passing yards, though. Only two teams allowed a higher passer rating in twenty twenty-two. They gave up a ton of points. So that being said, if Gardner Minshew quarterbacks, I do like Michael Pittman. He's still a stud, and Jelani Woods is their tight end. So when it does become Anthony Richardson. Jelani Woods totals. Let's bomb him and Michael Pittman. But I think these three teams, the only way they're going to win games is when they play each other. Tennessee, Houston, and Indianapolis. And Jaguars are just going to clean the boards. Houston... Kramer's so high on Houston. I don't know if he's joking. I don't know if people are joking or not. I like C.J. Stroud. They drafted the right quarterback, C.J. Stroud, and he hopefully will have a future. DeMarco Ryan's a defensive guy. I don't know. I mean, and they got Nick Casario's, Rosrico's their GM, who's trying to make him like the Patriots South. See, that's the problem. They've had placeholder coaches the last couple of years. They had Lovey Smith last year, famously, who I thought could have easily switched places with Dusty Bakers. Lovey Smith could have coached the Astros, and Dusty should have coached the Texans. Who No one even would have noticed. Why was Lovey Smith there last year? And I love Lovey. He's hilarious with that beard. And then he sticks, they fire him, and then make him coach, and he wins and fucks him over the draft. Hilarious. Shout out to Lovey. Um... But anytime teams try to make like replicate what the Patriots do and you forget to bring Bill Belichick or Tom Brady with you, then you just then you just turn into assholes who quote 
fucking inspirational posters and about Marines and, you know, doing your job and all these things. You wear hoodies and you talk about doing things the right way. And the right way is five and 11 or five and 12 now. <laughs> Christian Harris is a linebacker. They're, they're, I mean, I like Stroud, but the rest of this roster is bad. People like Nico Collins. I was, I got burned by Nico last year. I mean, I guess he's, if you want to take on fantasy wise and Robert Woods, they bring in, I've always liked Robert Woods, but he's getting I mean, he just keeps breaking. Robert Woods has injuries where he just snaps legs, just broken legs. Anyway. Um, yeah, there's not much worth to talk about. I think I pretty much summed up this division. If you want to bet anything, bet unders on those other teams, but bet over Jaguars. I actually played an alternative over with Jacksonville at 11 and a half plus 220. Bomb that. Now, oh, here's my Colt. So the Colts are six and a half, Houston six and a half, Tennessee seven and a half. I'd go under on all three of those fuckers. I think this division is going to be horrendous. And I think the Jaguars win this thing going away. They'll have a little tougher schedule and obviously such a big leap up, but with Calvin Ridley and all these guys in this division, that's the only way to see it. Um, so yeah, there it is. Bomb the Jaguars. And if you're into the narrative, which I am, sprinkle a little on the Jacksonville Jaguars to play the Eagles in the Super Bowl at 60 to 1. Bomb it! Just for the Doug Peterson narrative. Now, let's play some golf. How about that? That was a that was a divisional breakdown. That was an actual sports thing. On the bottom line, bomb. See, it's not all bits. Picks with bits. Uh, the NFL can't wait for the season to come on. So we're gonna do team previews. It's just fun. It's just fun talking NFL. Back to it, you know. Even if I don't know what I'm talking, but I do. Actually, I like that one. Um, so next week we'll break down. I'll go through more of the AFC. We'll do West, East, and uh, eventually the North. I don't know. We'll do one, 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 one an episode. But now, before I get to the man in the box segment, let me give you out a few more golf bombs. Because I'm so hot, it would be a crime to withhold them from you. Hit the 75 to 1 last week, so it doesn't even matter if I win this because it's so good. Uh, but the playoffs start. So there's only three weeks left in the season. And they're non-cut tournaments. It's playoffs. It's accumulating points. So you don't get too many deep long shots once these things start. That's why all the favorites are in there. Scotty Scheffler, John Rahms, Rory McIlroy, everyone's in there. This one's in Memphis, a TPC Southwind, the FedEx St. Jude's Classic. It's on Bermuda. So I'm going to give out uh, two guys to win it. Couple long shots. Two long shots, two winners. See if we can hit it. And then a top 10 and a matchup. So I won't break down too much of the course. On this course, you need to be a good in your uh you need to gain strokes in your approach, and you need to gain strokes in putting. We broke down two guys. One is uh Tyrell Hatton, who's the number one putter on Bermuda in this in uh in this field. Bermuda, see a lot of that's the thing with golf too. The, the different grass for the greens make make it, make it putt different ways. There's Bermuda and the Doa and the whole thing. It's very dad like. So Bermuda cuts a little different. So we're going to focus on two players that are great on Bermuda. Tyrell Hatton's one of them. 25 to 1. Bomb that. And, of course, we uh, top 10 it. Let me look at the top 10 real quick. Um, top 10 to back it up. That's what I like to do. And Tyrell Hatton is plus 225. We'll bomb that. But my other guy, my main guy who I like to win this is Sammy Bermuda Burns. 35 to 1. Bomb that. And a plus top 10 plus 275. Sam Burns. Bomb that. They call him Bermuda Burns, baby. Because he loves the Bermuda Green. Now, he's on the Ryder Cup bubble, so he needs to play well. He's got a back against the wall type of thing. You have a lot of that coming into this week. 
Uh, he finished 20th and second here the last two times he's played here. He's got great, he's trending upward, great approach. So you can't go too deep down the roster for these ones. So, but 35 to one is pretty, uh, pretty nice. Now, a couple of long shots we'll give out. Someone who loves this course is Harris English at 90 to one. Bomb that. His uh, top 10. What's his top 10? Let me see if I can find him. It's hard to scroll through. But I'll tell you what, another uh, another bomber I like is Steven, Steph Jager, 100 to 1. Bomb that. He's hot. Three top 10 15s his last seven in the FedEx Cup. Are you kidding me? And he's six. He's only six to one for top ten. Harris English is plus five fifty for top one. So Harris English plus five fifty top ten, and Jager plus six hundred six to one. Button. Those are two dogs I'm giving out. One top ten who I'm going to play, besides Sam Burns, and those guys I give out is Ricky Fowler plus two sixty. Give that. Oh, Ricky Fowler's back, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna tear this course up. I don't think he's gonna win, but I like I love him for top ten. Give that out. And matchups, I love Burns over Jason Day. I think Day's a, a disaster, uh, not a disaster, but it just set up well for him. And any Hideki's Hideki, you're getting a good fifty to one. He missed a cut last week, so that's that's, that's where we like to get guys. So I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, that'll be it for the FedEx. Just a couple players, a couple bombs. I'll give out that matchup. Scheffler over Rory, minus 125. And Burns over Jason Day. Bomb that. And now let's get to the box. That was a lot. I had to pack in a lot to the show. Thank you guys for still sticking around. Um, Jeez, Louise. AFC South Divisional previews, golf previews, NFL preseason, hard knocks. Oh man. That's gonna get intense. Football season. So I gotta uh, I gotta pace myself and I gotta do these shows and get out the things out right. Maybe break them up in other episodes. We'll see. But I love hard knocks. Once hard knocks comes on, now you know it's football. I used to talk about it used to be the NFL team diaries, now it's hard knocks. Another episode, another season of winning time came on as well. HBL did threw that out at us. The Lakers, the, I love that Lakers. The Adam McKay did a fictionalized Laker tour because all the Lakers players hated it because yeah, it's not real. You know, shit, it's fun. Then Magic Johnson's like, no, the real story is my documentary that I'm gonna make that I produce that makes me look amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the one where you're eating some girl out on a fucking from Compton on a counter. That seems more fun to us, Magic. <laughs> Jerry West wanted to go to Supreme Court because he looked like an asshole. <laughs> Fuck. That just makes us think that uh, that's who you are, Jerry West. If anyone should be upset, it's Paul Westhead. Jerry West seems like a winner. Paul Westhead seems like this bitch. He's like, oh, I don't know how to coach Pat Riley. Help me. Help me, Pat Riley. Help me. What the fuck? Paul Westhead. Like, what the fuck? What is this? Yeah, I read Shakespeare. It doesn't mean I was a pussy. Good Lord. Anyway, it's a good show. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, what else did I want to talk about here in the box? Cardi B, speaking of uh, black ladies, and Magic Johnson, uh, there's a lot of them naked on that show, which is a wonderful show. One of the reasons why I like it. Cardi B threw that microphone and just auctioned off for $100,000. People are upset about that. The microphone she threw at a woman. <laughs> uh, it's a good deal, $100,000 for a microphone that's never been used other than the throw because it's never been sung into. <laughs> it's amazing to me how people are just accepting now that everyone just lip syncs and concerts and TikToks and uh, all that. Um. Sorry, I'm getting a note from uh, uh, whatever. 
But yeah, they're like, that's what they do so they can dance. Cardi B doesn't even dance. I mean, whatever. I'm not hating on Cardi B, but it's just, what are you going to concerts for anymore? These both pop stars just to see them? That's what it is. It's just celebrities. They just want to see and have a personal thing and take a selfie with them. That's why it was so funny when What's Her Face yelled at her, the girl for taking a selfie. That's all people do now. It's what they want to do. You're not even, barely even singing. Anyway, what am I talking about? Oh, dining outside. That's what I want to talk about. So I went to, speaking of a lady, we went to go eat this woman in, in, uh, in L.A. It's kind of warm. It's hot. And the hostess asked us if we wanted to dine outside. Would you like to eat outside? And she said yes. Girls, it's uh, only girls want to eat outside. No, I don't want to fucking eat outside. I want to eat where there's walls and air conditioning. Do you want a table or do you want us to just sit on the ground and we'll throw food, we'll throw meat in the middle? Do you want utensils? Yes. I want utensils. I want a table. I want it indoors. Wouldn't it be nice outside? No. Wouldn't be nice outside. It attracts flies and bugs. Yeah. No shit. You're taunting other animals with dead animals. Hey, animals. You want to fly around this? This is... We pay for this. Then we carve into it. You might be next. Oh, can I get a side of flies with my uh, ham my hamburger? No. Well, I'm going to get them anyway if we're eating outside. Then you're, like, you're right by the sidewalk. Anyone can just come up to you there. A homeless guy walks like right like right up to you, you know, and you're, you, you just have to pretend like you just, just ignore him. Just cut into your meal. And act like you're having a normal conversation. He doesn't exist. Like, what the fuck? You're just taunting this shit in front of him. I don't know. Oh, do you live out here? Oh, this is where we like to... This is where we like to out, have a refreshing meal out here. and have a Just a drink outside. This is where you live, huh? No, you can't have any of this food. I'm going to bring it home for later. What I don't eat now, I'm going to have it put in a bag and in the back of my fridge, and I'm never... I'm going to forget about it. So... No, you can't have it. I'm furious when they ask me if I want to eat outside. No, why the fuck would I want it? You know it. All right, fine. Let's eat outside. Now I'm going to need a stack of napkins, about 100 napkins. Waiter, I'll tip you 300%. Leave the pitcher of water. Whatever we drink, leave the waiters. Waiters uh, pick up quickly on with me that uh, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and leave the pitcher. You keep asking me for more water. Yeah, I'm gonna leave the pitcher guy. Also, nice to meet you, ma'am. Um, I didn't know if I put this on my uh, my dating profile bio, but um, one thing, fun fact about me is I can never have enough napkins. Just in general. It's never enough napkins. In life, for this meal, I'll be a messy eater. Everything's going to go. <laughs> I just tear through napkins and the water. I need pictures and napkins. I think you're the best server in the world if you just leave a pile of napkins that goes up to the ceiling fan. And run a hose. Matter of fact, fuck the pitcher. Run a hose here. I'll tip you 400%. Let me just have a hose. I'll pour it over my head since I have to eat outside in this balmy 90 degree. What are you doing? Oh, it's not pleasant. Oh, man. Anyway. That's going to do it for today's <laughs> Man in the Box segment. I want to thank you, everybody, for listening live on the Sports Game Podcast Network on the Bottom Line Bombs YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page of Bottom Line Bombs, SGPN, CJ Sullivan, Man in the Box. You get a bunch of stuff on there, and it helps. If you're listening to the podcast version on Spotify, Apple, wherever it is, wherever pods are told, leave a five-star review or a one-star. I don't care. Leave a review, though. That's what shit helps. That's the dumb things that help. These numbers and algorithms, they don't know what they're doing. Um, but thank you for coming, tuning in. I know it was an hour late, but we'll be back to our normal time, which is actually 1 o'clock, which is not the normal time, uh, next Monday. Um, yeah, 
Good luck with the bombs, and I'll be back, and uh, you'll see me Monday. So goodbye, and bomb it! Mm-mm.